Nowhere Buddy Here took shape in a monastery in Tarlabasha, which at the time was my studio. As an idea, it had to do with my being in Tarlabasha, and also about, as an artist, having a monastery as a studio. There was such a spirit there that it made me follow it. It was both very mysterious and very real. New ideas kept rushing in about my own situation, the hours I spent there, the history of the place, its memory, and the place of the monastery in Tarlabasha. And I began to daydream in this monastery. I started to search in my mind for the place where all those lives, starting and ending every day, only to begin again all over again the next day with such energy and effort, came from. And for the longest time I spent my days getting lost around Istanbul. I was looking for a place. I didn't know what kind of a place it was, but when I saw it, I knew it was exactly the place I had dreamt of. And that place was used as a dump at the time. A place where waste was dumped and then covered with soil. On one side, there was a huge and illegal mosque construction going on. Apparently, the mosque was never finished. It was a construction with windows covered with huge sheets of nylon. It was also a place where courier kids held motorcycle races. I felt like I was in a totally different world, and I decided to set my story here. What struck me most was the never-ending construction of the mosque, but when we went there, we realized we couldn't take photographs or shoot a video of this mosque in any way. As I sat in my studio and drew all these sketches, I was thinking of compositions of Renaissance paintings. There were some buildings taking up the emptiness of the place that looked a bit like cupolas. We couldn't make out what these were at first, but when we did some research, we found that this was a dump and these were stone constructions built to allow regulated exit of methane gas. This was so much like the world I had dreamt of that I began putting together a story that included these elements. I went back to the studio and continued working on the sketches. Among them were the brunette girls. I knew them from a long time ago. They were the daughters of a family living in Tarlabasha. I went there over and over again, losing my way each time. And this place appeared in front of me again and again, even though I'm a very bad driver. The second time I was there, I had seen an albino kid walking around in the mosque. The second time I went, I saw him again, but this time he had a prayer cap on his head. When I followed him, I realized he had two albino brothers and I met this family as if I was in a surreal world. So the albinos took their place by the brunettes in the sketches. I'm really interested in albinos. They exist like metaphors. In some cultures, albinos are considered holy. People cut off pieces from their bodies. Or just the opposite, they're seen as abominations. Or they're thought to bring good luck. Their existence has always been intertwined with magic, in all cultures. I'd worked with albinos before, and I thought this was no coincidence that they reappeared in this place right as I was chasing my dream. So they became part of my sketches. As always, these sketches in the studio progressed in parallel with photographs and the motions of staging. On the one hand, I was busy working with the team, but before that teamwork, there was this personal experience, the personal sketch work. When all this came together, a collaborative work emerged. One day, we got into two cars. The brunette girls and the albinos from Tarlabasha were there, plus all these objects I'd borrowed from Bosch and Bulgare to be placed inside that picture and that scene. Among these were objects that never change in my body of work, a fur coat and other very old objects like a glass bell jar, fish, an encyclopedia of animals, and so on. We took all of these and went to the place. The composition I set up there was the one I'd been sketching. We seemed to be employing the closed triangle of the Renaissance, but what was this place? Was it Istanbul? It looked like Istanbul's skyline, but obviously it wasn't. 
then certain things began to emerge from within that misery and that reality, certain very hyper-real things. Even in photographs where I didn't use Photoshop, it was hard to believe these people were real. I borrowed composition from painting and art and set it up inside life to move towards something different. So I think I've created a hyper-real reality inside of life. On the one hand, there's the reality of Istanbul, Tarlabasha, where people from all over Anatolia move and live hand to mouth. And on the other, there are these artists squeezed into a monastery with this dramatic history, my studios and the dreams I had there. When all of these things came together, they made up Nowhere Buddy here. And when you look at the stories, these were dramatic at times, but they were also very surprising. There's a performative aspect to them. While we were taking these photographs and doing the staging, the children who lived there wanted to be a part of it. That was a total coincidence, but an extraordinary one. The things that the children did. And so I invited them, too. We created the scene over and over again in that place, and this thing, which began with my dreams and my sketches, turned into something totally different, thanks to coincidence and the contribution of the local people.